<laughs> He's like, I don't care if you embarrass us. Number one, the client, the clients are, are they got a good bullshit meter, right? <laughs> right. And so they can tell, they can tell. And Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Eric Fiero Podcast. Today, I'm joined by my good friend, Adam Prather. He is an amazing real estate agent. And Adam, I just want to chat a little bit more today about things that we have in common within our industries and really just kind of expound on that. So if you don't mind telling the audience a little bit about your background, your history, and and what you've been doing. Yeah, absolutely. So um, Eric, I've been, let's see, I've been in real estate and finance for probably over 20 years now. Um, I started out in banking and did some financial planning. So got in some financial advising and selling financial plans when I was in college um, and then uh, shifted over into real estate. So I've been in real estate for the last eight years. And, you know, more recently, we've been developing out a team and teaching agents how to sell a lot of real estate at higher volume and make money while they're doing it. Right? Um, I appreciate you being on with me today. I'm excited to really dive into this. Yeah, that sounds great. All right. So, so Adam, I had a quick question that I wanted to kind of dive into. And obviously, because we help so many agents who are just getting started, we find ourselves that we, we oftentimes have to reverse the way we think right. to put ourselves back in those shoes. We haven't done it in a while, and we obviously are a whole different place now, the way we think, the way we behave, the actions right. we take. What are some things that you do to help you get back into that space so that you can better help agents who are trying to get started? That, yeah, that's a great question, Eric. I think, I think the most important thing is, there's two, two, two answers to that. One, having regular conversations with agents about their business, where they're at, what their mindsets are. You know, we, we have to protect our mindsets so much when mm. we're in our businesses. You know, how do we think about this? Just the daily discipline to keep things moving forward that sometimes it's just the echo of the conversation with an agent that's, you know, whether they've been around a long time or they're just starting that triggers that. And then, you know, when I hear that conversation come up a few times, you know, I'm like, you know what, this might be something that's real valuable to add and maybe think think back through it. Yeah. How, about, how about you? Yeah, I, I honestly, I, I do... I try to always do something to remember some of the trials that I had to go through early on. There were some specific right. things that I remember I got stuck on, pivotal moments that had I not made a different or taken a different action that was advised to me. It wasn't something that I just thought of on my own. It was one of those things where I had someone who was mentoring me and they advised me to do something. Had I not taken that action, I probably would have been in a much different place today. So I always try to like put a pin in it and always yeah. try to remember that so that I can easily go back to those times and say, you know, as an example, one of the things that I used to get stuck on was cold calling. Mm. Cold calling was incredibly difficult for me early on, and I was scared to death to cold call people. And I remember I was working for, um, I was working for my employer. My job was to cold call cold call insurance agents so not, not even consumers right <laughs> i was cold calling insurance agents who could be rather mean sometimes on the phone so that only really fed to my fears of making these cold calls but i just i remember this one moment where i think about about a year had gone by i hadn't really been making any progress in the agency and my friend sat me down and said eric let me ask you a question do you want to do this like and be honest with me. Like, do you actually want to do what we're doing? Right. Or do you want to like pursue something else? Because 
your actions aren't showing me that you want to be here. Right. And if you don't want to be here, then, you know, I don't know why we're doing what we're doing. Right. And so I was honest. I said, here's where I'm at. I'm scared to death about doing this. <laughs> I'm scared of, of making these phone calls. I'm scared of, uh, you know, being rejected or being thought of as someone who's stupid, who doesn't have the answers. Right. And, and that really, really eats at me because I'm, I think just the way I'm built, I want to be a know-it-all. I want to have mm. all the answers. I want to be that resource. And, and I'm always scared of being caught not knowing the answer. Mm. And so the other thing that I was greatly embarrassed about is I didn't want to embarrass the company. Because right. if they thought I was stupid, then they could be like, why did they hire this incompetent bozo? And, you know, they, this company must be stupid if, this, if they hired this guy. I didn't want to put them in that position. And so the best advice he ever gave me that just freed me from all of this is he looked me dead in my eyes and he said, Eric... I'm going to give you a piece of advice. Stop giving a <laughs> He's like, I don't care if you embarrass us. I don't care if you make the company sound stupid. Just make the call. Right. And stop planning every single conversation before it happens. Mm. Because you know what happened? Every time that I would do that, I would waste 20 minutes before I would dial the call trying to pre-plan this whole conversation that when I made the call never actually happened. Right. So here I am wasting 20 minutes at a time about a conversation that never actually came to fruition. And yeah, I wasted so much of my time that year. And when he told me to stop caring, if mm. he just said, he just said, just be reactive. I took his advice. Yeah. I, I basically zoned out, dialed, waited until someone answered and then just reacted. Right. Nice. And that changed everything. That literally changed everything where he just gave me the permission to not care. Yeah. Let go. Yeah. That's good. That's so important. That's so important because whether no matter where you get your leads from, no matter where thing, you know, whether you do online leads or you, you know, in our situations where you do open houses or you knock on doors or, or whatever it is, like you have to be in these sales conversations. And so, yeah. you know, to be successful, whether it's in insurance or in real estate, you've got to be having these conversations. And how do you get in there? Um, and that reminds me of one of the things when, when I first got into the business, it was, I had a coach that, um, was talking to me and he's like, people are trained by society. They're trained by their experience to be suspicious of salespeople. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, being able to nav navigate through the conversation, having a script you know, having an intro that you go to so that when you're on the phone talking to these people, you're able to navigate through the conversation without much thinking. And then when they actually start disclosing pertinent information, now you're ready and poised and able to have, have conversations. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, when you have a script, it instantly makes you sound more professional on the phone. Yes. You know, and then if you're role-playing that script with another agent, then now you not only know the words to say, but you know how to say what you're saying. And that is the majority of the battle right there. I'm a huge believer in scripts. And I know, like, it's half and half in my industry. Half of the people believe that, hey, once you learn the material you should just off the cuff, like just riff, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was just never a believer, especially for new people. I'm just like, you need a script. Right. Because if you have a script and you're saying the exact same thing every time, and especially if your calls are recorded, you're able to find out pretty quickly where it is that you're dropping the ball. If, mm -hmm. if you know, if the deals keep failing and you can't get to a certain point, you can't progress to a certain point, you can always go back and listen to the calls and say, hey, 
this right here, this part right here in the script, this right. is where your 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 tone is wrong. Right. And you need to fix your tone. But if you're riffing the whole time, like it's going to be a lot harder to course correct. But when you have a script, you're it's going to be so much easier to right. diagnose that. So right. I'm a huge believer in scripts. Right. Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. What would you say another uh, challenging, so since we're kind of talking about newer agents right now, what would you say is another challenging piece that new agents just coming into the business need to know to be successful with insurance? You know, it's it's one of those things where the answers are quite simple, but they are difficult to implement, right? I would say that that discipline is probably one of the, if not the number one thing, mm -hmm. where a lot of people will go to conferences and they'll listen to motivational speakers on YouTube and they'll try to get themselves amped up for the day. Right. But motivation is never going to last, right? It, right. it fades pretty quickly. And if you don't have discipline to follow through with whatever your tasks are for the day, especially when it comes to cold calling or door knocking or doing anything that's going to put you out of your comfort zone, discipline is the only thing that's going to make you continue to do that regardless of how you feel. Right. Too many people rely on their feelings and how they feel, and again, it was a mistake I made, so right. I, I can speak from experience, but that's where I would say people need to really pay attention. Like, are you being disciplined? Are you making sure that you're doing X, Y, and Z every single day, regardless of how you feel? Regardless of whether you're having a bad day, regardless of whether you had a, an argument with your wife, regardless of whatever's going on in your life, right? If you want to be able to move forward, especially as an independent agent, somebody who is reliant, you're, if you don't kill, you don't eat. Right. You need discipline. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's good. I think that's important. And I think as you, as in the other, the the thing that discipline rewards you with is not only the feel good at the end of the day where you're like, I didn't want to do this, but I just did it. And you're yeah. systematically changing your, your character to be somebody that sticks to what they say they're going to do. That's important. And that feels good over time. But you start gaining momentum within yes. your prospecting because you might have 10 phone calls today that you all strike out on. But if you look closer, maybe one or two of those they tell you to follow up with them in a month. Yeah. And if you start stacking that discipline, stacking all of those opportunities together, then now you're rolling into momentum and you start, you know, you start setting appointments with people that were from, you know, three, six, nine months ago. Yeah. And when you have all of that backing you, you just get this massive wave and massive momentum. And it's when you stop doing it, and I'm sure you've been in there, this situation too, yep. you stop doing it, you're like, oh shoot, I'm like starting over at this point. Yeah. Um, and so I've, I think that the discipline part that brings about the momentum and, uh, and that actually helps um, maintain your mindset as well. For sure, for mm -hmm. sure. You 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 need to keep a full pipeline if you're going to have any type of success. And I, I really do believe in also setting short-term goals for yourself. I think a lot of agents, um, they come into the game and they look at the success of others, right? So if a new agent comes in and sees your success and says, well, I want to be at Adam's level, they, they believe that they should be at your level within the next two months, mm, three right. months, yep. six months. Yep. And and I think that that's, A, you're setting yourself up for failure by thinking that way. But B, you need to have shorter term goals that right. you can actually achieve. Because the way our human body works, right, is that we set these short term goals and we hit them. It releases 
dopamine in our body. Right. It gives us right. that happy, feel-good, like, I did it moment. Mm -hmm. And then that is what motivates us to continue on. So if we keep setting short-term goals that will ultimately get us to where Adam's at, mm -hmm. then that's when we're going to find a lot more success, right? We're going right. to see that we're sticking to what we're doing more often if we, if we try to implement more short-term goals and not just look at, hey, I want to be where he's at. And I want to be there tomorrow right. because that's not realistic. And right. I think that's another thing. Like, how do you set that up with agents in terms of creating realistic uh, goals of where they think they should be, like where they mm -hmm. want to be and how long it'll take them to get there? Right. Yeah, that's good. And it's a tricky conversation. I would say, I always tell anybody that comes works with me is you have control over two things. One, over the number of people you have sales conversations with. Mm -hmm. Right, the amount of time you're prospecting, the number, the actual sales conversations, you have control over that, and which requires prospecting and all that discipline. And then the second thing is your skill level. So working on your actually being in conversations, and then working on the skills, the sales conversations, the you know the ex, you know expert tonality training, your versatility training, like whatever those things are to help you convert yeah. those opportunities. So I think those are two things that when you come into the system, you really only have control over the number of people you, you talk to. Yeah. And then once you realize, oh, it takes me a hundred conversations to convert an appointment, now all of a sudden numbers start to appear and ratios start to appear. And so, it, so now I can say to my agents, hey, when you talk to a hundred people, you can get one appointment. Let's also do a skill development program so we can get that number down. Right, right. You know? Uh, and so th those are ways that we work with that. Because you can build around that. Absolutely. Right, exactly. If you know that one in 100, then you know, hey, if you want to talk to five people today, you got to talk to 500 people. Right. Right. In order to get and to that And that number. might be intimidating, but that also puts you, you know, on the doing your homework and exactly. trying to get your skills up. Exactly. Because <laughs> you don't want to be talking. So let, let's talk about the skill part a little bit more because I think it's super important. And I think that one thing that us as salespeople, we, we catch a bad rap because they, when, we, when we say we're in sales, they think snake oil salesmen. Right. And I think sales is beautiful. And mm -hmm. I think that the, the art of influence is beautiful, which is what we do, right? Mm -hmm. we, mm -hmm. we learn how to use our words in a way to help us influence and in teaching people what we do and how we can benefit them. Right. So, I mean, where, where do you stand? Like, how much, how much pushback do you get from agents when you're telling them this is a skill you need to focus on because obviously you spent a lot of time on right. that skill. Right. What? What? How do agents react to that when you tell them this is this is a skill that's absolute must? Yeah, I think, and you probably agree with me based on your experience too. It's like is they only can hear so much when they're first starting. Yeah. So I can tell them like, listen, this is the hardest one of the hardest jobs in the world, but it's also the most rewarding yeah. job in the world, and so it's worth it. It's gonna be a lot of work, and then they kind of get amnesia, but not really, <laughs> you know. Um, and so it's kind of, so with our team, it's really important that we have this, just this overall culture of always improving. And we talk about it a lot, yeah. you know, and even me as, you know, somebody that's been in the business for over eight years now and much more with financial sales previous to that, I'm still trying to embody the always improving. So if they're seeing that in me and I'm sure they're seeing that in you, then it's easy for them to hear that. Um, from you going forward and needing those reminders and things like that. Um, so I think that's I think that's an important factor when it comes to um, thinking about the skill development. Yeah. Um, so. Would you say in our culture, in, in, in our industry, there's like two sides of the token. Mm -hmm. The one I believe in is that, and it sounds like you did the same thing with real estate. You got to be a producer first. You got to prove right. that you know what you're doing. And once you've done that, 
you can go build your team. Right. We have another side that comes in and they start building a team right away as they're like trying to learn sales. And I just, I feel that that's probably not the best way to go. Like my personal feeling, and again, it's just, it's an opinion. Right. But I do think that you should spend some time making a track record for yourself and showing that you're competent in something before you go and start trying to teach others to do it. Right. Um, I don't know if it's the same in real estate or not. It, what, what, I, I completely agree. I completely agree. And I would say that the absence for the folks that, like, what is the gap in those in that business model? Now, are, do we see business models out there that, that you know, thrive? You know, you got somebody from tech, you know, in California, Silicon Valley comes over, they start a company. Okay, but really what they're doing is they're matching themselves up with somebody that's already got the experience, already got the skills, if you see those companies thrive. Right. But a lot of these startup companies, a lot of these teams that are just trying to come out of the gate, like, hey, I'm a firefighter, I want to build a team. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the, ab it's the absence of sales skills. I think that's the gap. Yeah. Like, how do you have the conversation? Everybody wants to talk about tech. Everybody wants to talk about automation. And it's really important because sure. you, like for our business, if you don't touch a lead 27 times within like the first three days, like they're gonna forget about you. Yeah. And that's obnoxious for somebody <laughs> coming in and thinking about it to begin with. Um, so it's important, you have to ha you know, maintain and keep their attention, but at the same time, uh, you know, if, if, if you don't have the sales skills, and I, and I had a, uh, uh, somebody in my mastermind was saying it in these terms that I thought it was really resonated and really stuck with me. It's like, high tech without high touch doesn't work. Useless. Yeah, it's useless. And so I think that touch piece is what most people are missing if they don't come from an experienced background or partner with somebody that has experience. Right, right. And that's yeah. that's definitely a main topic we hit on is when it's super sexy to be told, right. listen, you sign up for this CRM that's already going to have these built-out automations so that it's going to text them X amount of times, email X amount of times, even drop ringless voicemail, whatever. Right. They feel like, well, this system should do my job for me. Mm-hmm. The kicker is when I say, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> yeah. this right here is supposed to help your contact efforts. You still have to make X amount of outbound calls right. to be able to have that highest percentage of contact rates because that's what we need, right? The highest percent of a contact rates that we can have to the highest amount of people will lead to more presentations, will lead to more sales. So it's imperative that people understand the technology is there to be a supplement to what you're doing, not to take over what you're doing. Because right. that's, again, we go back to what we're saying. This is one of the hardest industries in the world is to be self-employed, is to be an independent agent, but it's one of the most rewarding. The thing is, if it was easy, mm -hmm. everybody would do it. Yeah, that's right. True. That's right. That's right. So I got a, I've got a question for you. So like we, when we do our sales stand-up meetings uh, every day, there's a line in there that we repeat to ourselves just sort of as a reminder. It's help others while we're helping ourselves. Yeah. And I think that so many people at least in the real estate world, they're looking for coaching, they're looking for help, and they want all the little tips and tricks and all of that stuff, and hey, I'll give it to them. I mean, I wanna partner with those people that are eager. Um, at the same time, what do, these, what do agents in your business need to hear about the client? Like, what's useful yeah. for the client? Like, how do, you, how do you talk and help them focus on the client to make sure they're actually providing value and yeah. breaking through. Yeah, I think first and foremost, it helps that our industry is pretty heavily uh, on the compliance side, right? So they want to make sure that anytime we're having conversations with seniors, 
we're staying compliant, we're following the rules, we're right. presenting all the information, and we're doing what's in the client's best interest. But I always tell people, I, I get it. You're first getting in the industry, you need money. You need right. to be able to pay your bills, buy groceries, you know, pay your rent. So I, I understand that. But there there is a, a philosophy that rings true that just like what you're saying, if we focus on just helping other people, mm-hmm. the money will follow. Right. Like so 100%. if we focus in our industry on just making sure that we provide the best service to our end user, to the client, that we educate them the best way possible, and that we make sure we are truly doing, even if it means that our commission is less or we don't make as much money or whatever, but we if we do the right thing, number one, the client the clients are, are they got a good bullshit meter, right? <laughs> right. And so they can tell. They can tell. And so if you do right by them, they will remember that and that's where referrals come from. And mm-hmm. we all know that referrals are the best form of business we can right. get, right? right? So if we just focus on that and just know that, hey, we go back to our metrics. We know that we have to make X amount of calls to have this appointment in the first place. Stick to that discipline of doing that so that you can have that pipeline full and know that as long as you're disciplined, making sure your pipeline is full and doing what's right for the client, the money will be there. Right. The money will come. Right. And then it gets a lot easier because once you start seeing it, then you start believing it even more. And right. then you just continue on with just doing the right thing, doing the right thing. So I've just been a big, I, I, obviously I have a softy, a soft spot for seniors. I do because I remember the very first time I sat down and I got to educate one. And I just, they were so thankful. They were just like, I was so confused about how this worked. And oh you gosh. really made it so easy. And, and I'm just so thankful. And like, it melted my heart. Yeah. And then on top of that, when I, the, the thing that really got me is that they would be telling me stories and they would actually be giving me wisdom. They may not realize it. Right. But I was gaining wisdom from them yeah. while I was helping them. And at the same time, I got paid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, that's the beauty. Holy crap. Right? Yeah, that, yeah. It. And that's when it clicked for me. And that's what I was just like, ah. Yeah. I just want to do this again because this made me feel so good. The money was very much a secondary thing. Like right. I, didn't, I didn't really think about that. This right. made me feel so good that I wanted to do it again and again and again and just keep chasing that 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 feeling, right? That right. endorphin feeling. Exactly. So, that's exactly. As your as your as, if your primary goal is just going after the money, you're always going to be fighting your mindset for how can you you know you're going to have thoughts to yourself. You're going to have things you want to say to your client that are going to help you get the money. Yeah. But if you're focused on just helping them and letting the money flow. Then now you don't. You can be authentic. Yes. You can be much, and it's much more rewarding. Just like you're saying. Yes. And I think here's the, also the cool part is when you take the scripts and all the training and the practice, and then you match that with somebody who wants to help somebody. That's when you get a winner. That's, that's when you get a great salesperson. And you want to build a whole team of those. Exactly. Because that that's when that's when everything goes to the next level. Yeah. But. It takes time, right? Right. I think that's the biggest thing I always want to impress upon someone new is that, listen, this is a marathon, not a sprint. Right. But I promise you, I promise you, if you can just stick it through with that disciplined action that you'll eventually get to the other side and you'll look back and you'll thank yourself. Yeah. You'll thank yourself for sticking it through. I know I did. Yeah. It was a pleasure, man. This was a lot of fun. Can't wait to do it again. Yeah, we'll do it again soon. (laughs) 